I have a new favorite pastime, Josh, and I don't know if I should be admitting to this on the air, but here we go. I feel like we are we're an open book here, right? We, we pride I ourselves find, on transparency. I find myself every so often looking at the inmate search at the Canadian County Jail. Don't know why. Don't know how I stumbled onto this. Come on. There's, there's got to be a reason why this started. Who are you, who are you trying to see that got taken in? Uh, I don't know if it was anyone in particular. I think what happened is I was dig- I was trying to dig up some dirt on not a neighbor, not a neighbor, friends, on I was trying to dig up a little, doing a little investigation. You know, every so often you got to do a little investigation about the people that your, your, your kids might be hanging around with. So I was on the always real. And if you, if any of you Okies try to tell me that you haven't spent time on, oh, what is it, OCSN.net, you're, you're, you're fooling yourself. Everyone, Josh, have you searched a docket before? Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Okay, we all have, right? Maybe every so often you might check on the X and see if they've been arrested recently. But somehow I was looking up something on, on, on what is it, OCS and OSC, whichever one it is, and I ended up seeing a link, like, for an inmate thing. I was like, oh, oh. And so now it's like at least once a week I'm checking to see if anyone I know has their mugshot there. Hopefully it will never be mine. Boy, I really had a screw up there. And then I've got to read the charges. Like, you look at someone like this person. She looks normal. She looks fine. Maintain place for keeping or selling controlled substance. Possession of controlled substance. Possession of paraphernalia. So then it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? So if you're ever wondering what I do with my free time when I'm not watching a game or we're not doing a radio show, it's either A, looking at Instagram reels, or B, trying to find out what went wrong in Jessica Nicole Rudy's life that had her in the Canadian County Jail inmate search page. Keeping the peace. That's what I'm here for. Also, you know, you never know. What if, you know, if you happen to see, like, someone you know pop up, and immediately you're like, oh, well, what's going on here? So I just had I had to bust myself out because I was preparing to edit some audio, but since I quite, haven't quite figured out how to do that on a Mac yet, <laughs> since I haven't figured out exactly what you do to edit audio on a Mac, I was searching the inmate database. And I still haven't made my Facebook post yet. So do you have any good ideas? You were saying probably steer clear of saying happy birthday, Grandma, to my sister. My <laughs> yeah, sister I wouldn't go do about that. It. I would suggest I'm against that. that's what I'm going to lead with. That would be pretty funny. Um, I yeah. Don't know if, I don't know if she's in for the jokes and the ha-has right now. No, probably not. Something, I, something sweet. I'm thankful you're my sister today. Happy birthday. Short and sweet. I would done. just – I would just call her, and we would have her on the air, but literally with the names that she would call me, she'd be canceled in like 30 seconds. So you'd be like, oh, now I understand your scars and your wounds, Chris Plank. It's like, did you hear Plank's sister? Holy smokes, the mouth on that thing. Yeah, it would be bad. It would be bad. But happy birthday to my sister. And, by the way, another regular kind of character on the show, it's my father-in-law's birthday too, Josh. How about that? The Bry man has his birthday today. So happy birthday. Big day in the Plank family for birth, for birthdays. All right, you ready to go with the top five stories of the day? Giddy up. Jenny Bronchek coming up in 30 minutes from now, which uh, means we're going to talk a lot about OU women's basketball and their win last night. But first, top five stories of the day. It's time for the top five stories of the day. 
Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Chain up in T-Town. I am always looking up family members on OSC and .net. (laughs) I'm telling you. I'm telling you, dude. It's you'll get sucked down a rabbit hole and you got to make sure that they don't have like a, a regular name. It can't be like a Mary Smith. There's got to be a middle name to help you out. Right. It's got to be like Mary Elizabeth. And then that's kind of too common. OSCN.net, man. Spend way too much free time there. Top five stories today brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Uh, NewcastleCasino.com is we're live from Cavens on a Thursday. Let's hit big story number five. Number five. So, oh, I got to close this tab. <laughs> Josh, you are, uh, you and I have made a commitment. We have put our, our hand in the middle, uh, pre-tip-off style, and we've gone one, two, three, baseball, where we both have committed to following baseball much more diligently in 2023, correct? Yes, that's that has happened. <laughs> now, historically, we failed miserably on this, and if you've been a part of this very radio program for a while, we probably have this conversation about this year, about this time every single year. But there's an interesting nugget that could affect the way that we watch baseball. That is breaking. Something called Diamond Sports Group, which is the company that owns Bally's 19 regional sports networks, is on the verge of bankruptcy, which last I checked is not good. But according to Rob Manfred, that will not affect the fans' ability to watch their favorite team play. Diamond Sports Group, which is a subsidiary of St. Clair, announced Wednesday that it would it would just skip its $150 million interest-only payment and thus enter into the 30-day grace period that will probably lead to a bankruptcy filing. And it's a major development in the professional sports landscape. MLB have 14 teams that pull in solid revenue through their regional sports contracts with Diamond Sports Groups, and they could be severely impacted. But, Josh, Rob Manfred is here to save the day. He said he hopes teams will continue to be paid for their rights fees while the process plays out. But, quote, obviously our first choice would be that Diamond pay the clubs. They're contractually obligated to pay them. But because I'm – guess I'm a contingency planner by nature we are prepared no matter what happens with respect to diamond sports the diamond to make sure that games are available to fans in their local markets now I hope that would be something that I don't know Josh might get away with might get us away from these blackouts seeing that for some reason we have the weirdest blackout region in the history of ever. But, I mean, it it seems like there should be a relatively easy fix to this, right? I think the MLB network could step up and help out quite a bit. And 
I, I think that there's still a place for regionalized networks, hometown broadcasts for Major League Baseball on TV. Here, here's one great sentence from this real quick, and I know I, I love the TV side of it. I know some of you don't, so I'll be quick. But this could actually be an opportunity for MLB to, to take control of all of its rights and potentially end blackouts once and for all, which has long been a central focus for the league. But going direct to consumer would not allow Major League Baseball to match the money it currently generates through the cable model. But, Josh, the cable model is done. It's done. It's broken. It's not going to be fixed. And now, hey, this is great. You're getting paid by Diamond Sports. But the last time I checked, I don't think you skip a $140 million payment to make sure that you're paying other people. I think you skip the $140 million payment because you're doomed, right? So if I'm baseball, I take that short-term hickey, and I try to go direct to consumer. And I, 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 I think baseball is probably the most tablet-watched and phone-watched sport of them all, right? I mean, yeah. Apple TV Plus and everything? No doubt. And, I mean, this is the most obvious indication that it's time to get with the Fubo TVs of the world. Right. And, and add it. And, you yeah. know, you can pay whatever price you want a la carte for Royals baseball games or Dodgers baseball games and, and just get that done. You know, the uh, the broadcasting of the games portion of this, I'm sure they'll figure that piece of the puzzle out. But the recouping for the 14 clubs, uh, it doesn't seem like, you know, from what I'm reading here, I don't think that's going to happen for, you know, what they would have gotten in their regional television deals here so that doesn't seem like that's going to happen at all i unless i didn't get a chance to dig through the oklahoman yet but there is a there's a part of me that is curious for the impact that it could have on the thunder but this also seems to be in diamond sports i don't know call me stupid but that seems pretty specific to baseball right so I don't know exactly what effect it might have on OKC. It sounds to me like they're still going to have the game. So um, I'll have to dig a little deeper on that. But more than anything else, something to keep an eye on, maybe the end of blackouts. Well, and right, big story. Potentially, oh, though, Plank, for your favorite teams that, you know, to some degree we're counting on this television revenue, <laughs> thinking about salary cap it and this hurt. and that. Yeah, I mean, it's – they're gonna they're gonna cut some players. They're not gonna keep certain guys around. They're gonna have to make up for this uh, these costs that they're not gonna be able to uh, take care of. I I I've thought about this for a long time, and it's such a nerdy take. But I really wonder, you know, these TV networks pay exorbitant amounts of money for these, and baseball is a great example to use. I mean, I wonder if in the long term, if you bolster up a sales staff, you, you know, you, you don't necessarily need to take a camera crew at every single game. I think that you could, I think you could make some pretty good money just by bringing it all in-house. Well, who are you going to find to carry your games? I don't know. Start your own channel. <laughs> StLouisCardinals.tv. Telling me people wouldn't subscribe to that? I know it's more money that you would have to pay but yeah, than you would want to pay as a fan. But, yeah, I, I think you're right, Josh. I think we're getting closer to that a la carte mindset. I'd pay for a Dodgers streaming service. I just don't – I mean, they got the MLB package that you get on DirecTV, and I'm still a DirecTV subscriber. But 
I mean, nine out of ten times, the stupid game's like blacked out for no reason whatsoever. Or they don't carry it. It's dumb. Well, and it, it needs All to right, be, uh, you know, Major League Baseball. You got to find a way to, if you can. I think the step for a lot of these networks, or I should say, these professional leagues, is you can't be exclusive to just Netflix or this. You got to work out a deal where you can stream on all of the platforms. By the way, uh, quick shout out to my guy JL uh, up in T Town. Who said I do that every time someone is late for work? <laughs> Looks at OCN. <laughs> <Are the> Canadian... <laughs> it's like, hey, where's Johnny? He's not at work yet today. <laughs> Hold on, just a second. Start googling up Tulsa inmate search. <laughs> By the way, JL, I owe you a debt of gratitude last night because I'm not a big. Uh, who's the Who's the guy that Jason Kersey nerded out about and wrote about? Really good piece. What like five year letterman or something like that? Three year letter winner or something? The, the the Twitter character. Yeah, three year. I'm not the biggest or whatever. Fan. Three year. I'm not. I mean, it, it is what he is. But he had Lenny Dykstra on the hook last night, and if I hadn't seen JL's tweet, I wouldn't have got to see that glorious greatness. Some of you all need to go figure out how dumb Lenny's become. Like, just go listen to this turn show. Bless his heart. It's just not going well for old Lenny Dykstra. All right, thank you, JL. Big story number four. Number four. <laughs> Take, take me through everything. How did it feel? What was the excitement level like? Having a championship celebration. I'm sure it was all golden grand and everything. Oh, it was it was great. Mahomes was uh, – my man was feeling it yesterday. <laughs> I don't have any Mahomes, but I, I do have a lot of Travis Kelsey here, I think. Hold on, let me see. Let me see what old Travis Kelsey had to say. I'm sure that it was calm, cool, and collected, right, from, from Travis Kelsey yesterday. This was the best season of my life. I owe it to you guys. I owe it to the guys on this stage. I owe it to everybody in Chiefs Kingdom and the organization that we've been able to, been able to create. Everybody's asking this is a dynasty. It's been a dynasty. Oh, wait, hold on. That's not even the good one. That's, that's just the low-key... Uh, Travis, I'll see. Here you, here you go. Let me take you back to 2022 in the month of maybe April. Guys were getting signed left and right. The haters were saying that the Chiefs would never make the playoffs. The haters were saying the Chiefs were done. If you knew the Chiefs were going to win the division, let me hear you say hell yeah. Na 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 na. Yeah, he was he was getting after it, man. Uh, I think this is Mahomes. Let's see what Mahomes. I just want to let y'all know. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I screwed that up. I screwed that up. Wow, that was really loud. Let's try Mahomes again. So I'll make sure to hit y'all back next. I just want to let y'all know that this is just the beginning. We ain't done yet. So I'll make sure to hit y'all back next year, and I hope the crowd's the same. Appreciate y'all. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, dude, he was he was he, he was like avocado, tequila, Tom, and did some maybe. Oh, oh my gosh. That's till next year. <laughs> That's not even the best part. Like before that, he sounded way drunker. He actually sounds pretty good right there. I was gonna say, let me see what we can find. I'm sure I've got more here of Patrick Mahomes that we can get to at some point. <laughs> oh, I got now. You've got me intrigued. I want to hear it now. So. Uh, is there a – I mean, they've done this enough times. 
Is there a path like goes through the plaza or through downtown? Does it go by the Sprint Center? It's not Sprint Center anymore, but does it go by – where does it go through for their championship parade? Do you know? Uh, I can pull up the map for you. It ends at Union Station is where the, they had the big uh, you know, address with the they, millions of fans and such. How could they only have one Patrick Mahomes? Let me see here. What, what does this sound like? Before we start this season. <laughs> yeah, this is the one. AFC West said we were rebuilding. I'm be honest with you. I don't know what rebuilding means. And all rebuilding you we're wild champs. We're wild champs. That's like, that's the definition of drunk guy at the end of the night. We're world champs. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> Good for him. What's, what's the biggest question now? Who's the biggest free agency heading into the offseason, or free agent, I should say? Well, they've, they've got a question to be answered with Orlando Brown, so we'll see what they do there. That, uh, you know, probably they're going to tag him, but uh, I've seen some folks that think maybe they're going to draft the tackle, so that, that would be where you start. All right, big story number three. Number three. All right, so last night, NCAA Top 25. Rebound goes to Bradley. He'll dribble it up with three seconds, with two seconds. Bradley going to the basket, puts the shot up. Too late. It's over. And the Tennessee Volunteers have knocked off the number one team in the country. The tie topples tonight as the Volunteers knock off Alabama. This is... The eighth time the number one team in the country has been beaten this year, Josh. That is absolutely amazing. Um, Tennessee knocks off Alabama. Tennessee's been a hard team to figure out this season. Good luck if you are like a college basketball analyst or if you like to gamble on college basketball because I don't know how you figure this sport out. Last night, the number one team in the country falls by 9, 68-59. Meanwhile, the number seven team in the country barely squeaks by a one-win Louisville team, 61-58. to uh, Northwestern gets another upset. They knock off Indiana, 64-62. And Iowa State beats TCU, 70-59. Josh Helmer, did you happen to see the final score in the San Diego State-Fresno State game last night? <laughs> no, what was it? I'm not going to lie to you. I just went to look up a stat on Iowa State from last night, and I saw the final score of the San Diego State-Fresno State game. 45-43. to 43. Oh, wow. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> That's a Virginia score right there. Right. It's like a Fresno State football score. Uh, meanwhile, if you're into the Thursday night hoops, the Big Ten has you covered with Purdue at Maryland, late night Utah at Arizona, and Gonzaga goes to Loyola Marymount, who had beat them earlier this season. Meanwhile, in the NBA... Shea across the timeline, flashes right away from Hudgens, lays it up on the run count, so it goes, and it goes. Shea got clipped on route, barreled down the lane, and swung it off the window with a right-hand reverse, giving him 22 points on the night. And the Thunder win it. And the Rockets get it back with 14.1 to play. The verdict long since decided. As Takato applause begins busting out at Paycom Center, the Thunder win it in the most lopsided fashion this season, 133-96 over the Rockets. And we enter the All-Star break with an intriguing development, Josh Helmer, because if you were to pull up the standings right now, the Oklahoma City Thunder are in the play-in tournament for the playoffs. I'm all in. I say I don't see them pulling the plug. I think they're going to fight. They're one game under 500. Um, I mean, again, at 
at 28 and 29, you are only three games out of the four seed. You're only four games out of the three seed. I, they're fun. They're good. You know, Shea's chasing the scoring title. I'm in, dude. I I don't see them pulling the plug. I think they're going to fight this year. I know that some people won't like that, but I think a majority of the fan base gets it. They're not going to get Winbignana. You know, you, <laughs> whatever San Antonio has decided to do has obviously led them down that path. <laughs> San Antonio's lost 14 straight games, Josh. 14 in a row. If you ever doubt the importance of players when it comes to coaching, the San Antonio Spurs are currently 31 games under 500 with Greg Popovich, who's got rings, Thunder win last night. Anything else to add from Hoops last night? No. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I didn't realize oh San Antonio was, you know, had tanked this hard. Yeah. All right, we got to hustle here. Big story number two. Number two. Oh. OU women's basketball gets that dub last night. We're going to talk to Ginny Baranchek coming up in exactly five minutes. And big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. I think we spent too much time on the baseball conversation. Look at us, baseball guys. Brent Venables meets with the media today. When we come back, we'll dive into the three biggest questions we want to hear BV answer next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. This timing could not have been more perfect. Gary Cavins comes walking in and says, I got some time. It's been busy today, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It has been a busy morning so far. Yeah, uh, it's it's that roller coaster of weather, right? You know, a couple of days you get it good and it's all ready to roll. And then, oh, sorry. And then a few days later, the next thing you know is the weather can be problematic. So for homeowners, what's that challenge like in trying to determine, okay, this is – this is what I need to be worried about. This is what I don't need to be worried about. It's kind of like a nonstop revolving thing from roofing and the roof concerns to water remediation and mold. It's almost nonstop. It is. It is. You know, when uh, we're, get, we're getting ready before too long to start getting into uh, severe weather season, hail, tornadoes, et cetera, stuff like that. And we're also, which also means we're getting ready to get into rain season. Uh, we've got a few months uh, to go, but it's also time to start thinking ahead, you know, have your roofs inspected, have them checked and make sure that they're uh, going to keep you dry. Because if they don't keep you dry, then you're going to be calling me for mold, mold testing, mold investigation, mold removal. So, you know, it's important. That's an important step to take care of your roof so it can take care of your home you or can, your business. You continue to expand your geographical footprint too, not just in Norman, but Areas like Ardmore, Pauls Valley, Purcell, Oklahoma City, Edmond, Tulsa, Big Speed, Jinx. Gary, you you can cover a lot because you've got great crews. And you've committed. I mean, you took me back and showed me, like, the water extraction and the drying, uh, I guess, gear that you've committed to to making sure that you have what's needed to do, to do the job the right way. Yes, we, we have. We've made a huge uh, financial investment, and we continue to make a – financial investment into the environmental side, water, fire, and uh, mold. And we're going to continue working on growing that side. Uh, we are, we have been, uh, we work for a big corporate com- company and they sent us to Arkansas. We're now licensed in Arkansas. We're licensed in Kansas. Um, so we can go there for roofing or we can go there for uh, environmental too. Uh, so those are two more areas that we now service also on the environmental side and the roofing side. So we, you know, we, it's a big thing. Um, we're really good at what we do. So if you have a water emergency or, 
you know, get, make us the first call. If you have a fire emergency, make us the second call after you call 911. <laughs> and then, you know, if you have a mold issue, make us the first call on your mold issue too. We can get in there. We can figure out what's going on. We can work with your insurance company. And let me tell you, that's something special right there. Um, being able to work with the insurance company. Um, we have special reports that we do. We have special pop paperwork we have special deal you know, let me tell you one thing for sure roofing and environmental are two separate things 100 percent different types of paperwork different types of documentation uh different types of training different types of certifications different types of licensing it's a totally different ball game and uh you know we uh, focus on really uh developing our employees and training them we have uh, one of our administrators on the environmental side uh kathy is in uh, training today uh, she's been in training the last couple of days she's hiding in the back office finishing <laughs> up her training getting ready to take a certification test oh, and she can cook what? she can cook and she cooks every day every day that's what amanda was telling me every time i've come here like there's cookies and rice krispie treats up front I, I, a I, gary well let me tell you so like <laughs> it's amazing she was our waitress at pub w for right. like three or four years uh -huh. and then um uh, anyway, she she called one day and we brought her in, and she bakes. She brings in cookies, or some baked goods every oh. single morning. Oh it's like gosh. her. It's like her de-stress thing or something. That's no, good. And I mean, it Bad is for me. good. She'll, she'll <laughs> even make like the the you know um, I forgot what they're called with the hot dogs. Oh rapid. yeah 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 yeah. She, she uh, the kalachis. The kalachis. Yeah, yeah. she'll make kalachis. Had one last week. Yeah, it's and good. She makes. I mean, it's great. The it's guys love it. The guys of course are they do. <laughs> they're spoiled by. But. In that you bring her in, she's trained, and now that's what you're. That's what you've been doing for yourself too, constantly training, so you can help serve the community the best way you can in their biggest investment, if it's their business or their home. That's right, uh, and that's what we do. I mean, we we invest a lot of time and energy and resources into training and development, and you know, and that really pays off because my ultimate responsibility is to take care of you, the customer. You know if your business is down, I want to get you back up as, and operate as quick as possible. My responsibility isn't to the insurance company. It's not to anybody else but you, uh, my client, to get you dried out and put back together and operating and making money again as fast as possible. And that's what we do and that's what we're, we're here to do. A lot of times insurance tries to slow that process down. Um, there's a lot of other variables that slow that per process down. But at the end of the day, that's what we're here to do is to turn around and make um, your business back to where it can make money as quickly as possible. You're the man, Gary. Thanks for having us, buddy. Thank we you. appreciate it. That's Gary Cavins. Quick break. Ginny Baranchek is next on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. OU Women's Basketball rules last night over Texas Tech. We're pumped to be joined by their head coach, Jenny Bronchek. Coach, I apologize. We're running a little bit behind. Your time is precious. So thank you so much, and congratulations. Just, man, this team's really rolling. rolling. What's what, what do you see that's kind of clicked for them the last few games? Well, I feel like we're getting better, Plank. We continue to, you know, and I never worried about you being behind or late. I'm sorry. I'm Ever. sorry. It's, it, uh, I, your time means a lot. You're you're in the middle of a big weekend, and I'm sitting here, and I say it'll be 11, uh, at 30, and then I'm like five, six minutes. Punctuality matters to me, and I'm late, so I'm really sorry. I apologize. Well, I just appreciate you taking the time to talk about our team because we are. We're getting better. We're fun. We have two home games left. You need everybody to come out. It's um, such a good group, and we're, we're just playing with a bounce right now, and I love that. So – 
um, I got to go with you guys to Waco, and it was a great win. And I know now that we're two, three games removed from that. But you, you talk about the personalities on this team. And for you know four or five years now, I've got to watch Taylor Robertson. But on that bus, on that drive back, I sat with her for about two hours. We watched Kobe break the record. I got to watch Kobe – or excuse me, LeBron break the record with the greatest three-point shooter in all of women's college basketball. It was a great moment for me. But I, I just – I guess the reason I bring it up, Coach, is because I just see this comfort, right, in Taylor Roberts, mm-hmm. and I see this comfort in what they're doing. And not that, oh, I'm satisfied, but they just seem like they're, they're really confident – right now they're really in control of what they're doing how fun is it to have a group like that that just seems to be so confident having so much fun in what they're doing well I agree with you I think it's it is it's 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 interesting because it's hard to articulate right what what Mm -hmm. this what this group has and it's it really you know and Lou Scott said this probably a few weeks ago after one of the games where you know, the, the fun, because we talk about having fun all the time. And she's like, but the fun is in the work. The fun's in the effort. The fun's in the togetherness. And when you have your players that are can articulate fun in that way, uh, that's when you know really good things, you know, tend to find you, right? And that winning just can't help but find you. And I feel like right now from a team aspect, uh, there's such strength in the team. It's, and it's You're not relying on, Taylor, that she has to do this, or Anna Yunusa has to do this, or Maddie Williams. I think there's so much strength in the whole team, uh, and and it's on both ends. I feel like we're just getting better on the defensive end. We're getting better on the offensive end, but there's still a lot of room for improvement, which is really good, but also we're really starting to inch forward when we need to be inching forward. Have you ever had a team that had the same starting five for every single game? You know, I don't, I don't know that answer. I maybe, um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like uh, that's something that's probably, I don't know if it's unique, unique or not. But um, I, I feel like, you know, the last couple years it's been a challenge, and it's so unique this year because you had COVID for a couple years, so you just never, you know, people's lineups changed a lot. Um, but I get that question all the time. Like it's something that's so weird. And I'm like, I don't know. Is it even really that weird? And I, I just, I feel like we, you know, we just have a really good consistent group and we've got some great firepower that comes, you know, in that second wave. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, Plank. I don't even know any answer. You'd think I would. <laughs> no, but I, and it's wild because, you know, it's it's not like there's a player that starts and then sits. And and I I know Liz Scott had some foul trouble last night, sure. but they're they're right up there as the five leaders in minutes played per game. So I don't know. I just think it's really cool. And I feel like you know Toby and I were talking about this the other day. I feel like Liz Scott's kind of the forgotten player in this. I mean, even in only ten minutes last night, she still scored thirteen points and is making an impact on the board. But that challenge for her is just to stay out of foul trouble still, right? Well, I think for her, her she's been so aggressive lately, and I love that. And you're right. Last night there were a couple things here and there and from a foul standpoint. But I think what's really made Liz um, even more valuable is, she, you know, a, a year ago if she was kind of facing some of that, then, you know, she would just really not dwell on it but try so hard to not do it that it would just continue mm-hmm. to attract more of it, right? 
And I feel like this year when she's out, she's just completely invested in whoever's in. And she has done an amazing job of really partnering with Beatrice Culleton, who's another freshman for us, who, by the way, had 10 assists last night as a freshman center, you know, wow. which look that up because when has that ever happened, right? Uh, I know I don't think that's ever happened <laughs> in any time that I've ever been a coach. Um, but uh, but that to me is just it's just who Liz is and and she's a worker and so I think yeah part of it you know part of it's being able to stay on the floor uh, but the other part is just to see your value at such a higher level so it's not just necessarily about your minutes or your production it's about the impact that you have on the team and I think Liz really takes that to heart and and uh, you know she just cares about having a really positive impact on the team in whatever capacity that is. Aubrey Jones scores 23 last night, her season high. Was this something that in watching her practice that was just inevitable where you're like, okay, she's going to have a breakout game? And I mean, you're not expecting 23 every single night from her, but that, that, that is the kind of impact she can have, right? Well, that's, that's, I think, what's so incredible about this team. But Aubrey just worked last night. I mean, I, I know she – you know, she shot well from the outside, and a lot of that was they were taking away some people on the inside, and so those were some of the shots that were open. But a lot of it was just getting in there, getting an offensive rebound, being at the right place at the right time. I thought defensively she was all over the floor. I mean, she just flat-out worked, and it was just awesome to see. What makes this team so unique is that anybody can have an eye like that. You know, I mean, we've had – you know, like you mentioned, Liz Scott's been our leading scorer. Aubrey Jones has been our leading scorer. Skylar Van has been our leading scorer. And then, and by the way, then it's also Taylor Robertson, Maddie Williams, and Ana Yunusa have been our leading scorers. So when you start to look at the number of people that can have that kind of an impact and then you look at the balance, um, that's what's incredible, you know, about this team is one there's the never say die never quit just have all out effort even when it doesn't go your way you can still do that right that's what this team has but then also just the balance I mean you can see it in the way that we're sharing the basketball we had 27 assists again last night on the road at Kansas State last weekend everybody that was in the game had at least one rebound one assist and scored so I think when you have that um, and we're getting better on the defensive end. We're playing team defense better now than we've ever played, and we've got to continue to improve upon that. Um, we're putting ourselves in a really good position. How? What was that moment like last night, breast cancer awareness night? And I didn't know it about Krista Gerlich either. And, I, I, Coach, I know you guys have competed against each other before. I didn't know what kind of relationship that you truly had. But whenever she tells you, hey, I'm a, I'm a two-time cancer survivor, I mean, that – that had to be a pretty cool moment just for what you guys were doing last night in remembrance and honoring those who are fighting. Had to be a, a unique moment, right? Well, it's incredible for her to do that. And, you know, and she's so young and she's healthy. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we start to realize, I mean, it just puts everything into perspective. You know, but at shoot-around yesterday, our team, you know, we we're in a circle and we're talking about, all the people that we're playing for. Cause sometimes in those games, like you get so into like, I'm going to play for my dad or my grandma or my mom or my friend or my aunt, you know? And yesterday we just decided as a team that we were going to put everybody in that circle and we were going to play for everybody. 
And so I cool. thought we really did that. And you talked about perspective plank. Like, you know how long our tunnel is coming out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is what, this is what the, the, you know, the fan that comes to the game doesn't get to see. But as we're running out in that tunnel, you know, there's all these little girls on one side because we have a lot of, of, of youth teams that come in and there's all these little girls and they're in their little uniforms and they're giving high fives and they're taking pictures and they're so excited just to, oh my gosh, you know, Maddie Williams touched my hand, right? I mean, you have that. <laughs> and then on the other side were all these women wearing these pink shirts. And so they're either survivors or they're battling cancer right now. And our women just went to the Stevenson Cancer Center last week to just volunteer their time to meet a lot of patients that are going through therapy right now. And that puts things into perspective in terms of the power of the uniform, you know, and and what you're actually playing for in that moment. And it's not even just in that moment. In that moment, yes, it's very specific to, you know, cancer and how we're all impacted but also when you look at these little girls that are looking at you, you look at these women who have had this own battle and they're in it with you and you're in it with them. I don't, I don't know if there's anything better. That's what we want to do is, as the women's basketball program is be the best for this community that we possibly can. And last night was just a small part of, of what we can do with our community. Uh, I, that's so cool. That's so awesome. And you mentioned the, the power of the uniform. We had uh, my daughter's, well, not my daughter's team, but her best friend's team was out there, and they just had a blast, right? And I think sometimes mm-hmm. this, these young women, I think they get, I think these student athletes understand how powerful uh, what they possibly can bring to the younger community, too, is a big deal. Hey, I know your time, I, I know we're out of time, but before I let you go, so the relationship between you and Porter and the men's and women's program is so cool. But mm-hmm. I, if I haven't brought this up with you, it's like you have a, another head coach on the sidelines with you because Jordan's over there like she's she's coaching mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, how awesome is that? I know that, you know, obviously it's someone who helps run the scout team, but I guess I've never noticed it. But over the last few weeks, Coach is like, you've got another assistant over there helping you out in her. Oh, she's amazing. And he's amazing. <laughs> I love I love working with him. In fact, he sent me a picture last night because apparently – Barry Switzer was in our huddle at one of our timeouts. And he's like, I guess he's like, can I join the next one? And, you know, and so we just have a really fun relationship um, with each other. And, you know, we cheer on their team. I love those guys. Um, and they cheer on our team. It's such a cool relationship. But Jordan is amazing. She is, you just, I mean, I'm trying to get her to take her COVID year and come back and, you know, I mean, she just is. She is all in. She is, you know, she's just such a diehard, does anything and everything. But you're right. She is definitely, she is a coach on that sideline. And she takes it so serious. And she takes scouting very personal. And she just makes sure that everybody knows it. And you have to have people like that on your team. And, I, I mean, she's just such a connector. And she's just, she's so rock solid and just awesome. Coach's kid, man. Coach, best of luck this weekend. Um, this team is really playing well and get a lot of people out there to make sure they support this OU women's basketball program. Tied for first place in the Big 12 and uh, a big a big schedule down the stretch. We'll talk to you again soon. Good luck this weekend in Lawrence. Yeah, you're the best. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Boomer. Sooner. That's Jenny Bronchek. 
Isn't she awesome? How about that story? You know, Krista Gerlich, uh, you, know, you never know, right? You never know what a relationship is like between a coach and another coach. Maybe they had a tiff somewhere, and maybe, they, maybe they've, they've coached together and they can't stand each other. Maybe they absolutely are BFFs. And if I'm understanding correctly, I don't know how well Jenny and, and Krista, Krista Gerlich's head coach at Texas Tech, knew each other, but she – she shared, hey, listen, I'm a two-time cancer survivor, and this is really amazing what you're doing. So this weekend, Sunday, 3 o'clock, they are – pardon me, 2 – wait, what time does that say? 2 o'clock, they've got Kansas. But all eyes on next Saturday, a big home game against Texas. All right, y'all, we owe you one more segment. We'll make it a wrap from the great Cavens Construction right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the show. We got a, we got a hustle here. Steelman and Thune at noon coming up. But so, are, am I understanding correctly? You're going to sit for a bit with with Steelman when Parker goes over to the presser at one forty-five today. Yeah, I don't know if I'm hanging out with Steelman for a bit. Yeah, I, I guess maybe I will be. Oh, but locked on. With, I guess it would be locked yeah, on. Yeah, definitely locked with in. Tyler. So maybe maybe a little bit of both. You and your, you and your locked on in our show called Locked In is going to wreak havoc on this old man's memory for quite a while. <laughs> I do want to thank Gary and the crew. Uh, we had a really good time today. I don't really know if we have a uh, have enough time to really dive into the Air Comfort Solutions text line like I would want to, but, I am I mean, what a great day on the text line. I feel like we could literally, if we wanted to, just sit here and read texts for three hours. That's how good the conversation was. And if you missed it, you can find it on the podcast. <laughs> Simply hit us up at uh, 405 or on the podcast at KREF.com. I was texting back and forth with Willie during the Willie Cologne during the break, Josh, and he just dropped an F bomb in the middle of it, and I almost said it. I literally almost said it. We're, on the we're headed for some, some dark times, aren't we? We're, we're, we're going to get in trouble with this inability for me to focus on one thing at a time anymore. But go to KREF.com. Or however you consume podcasts, search KREF. Good conversations on the SEC. You just heard Jenny Baron check. And the show never stops on Twitter. Josh on Ref, I'm at Plank Show. I'll be at the Brent Venables press conference. We'll be recapping it all day tomorrow. Have a great Thursday, everyone. And check out Cavens at CavensGroup.com. We'll see you.